Andrew, um, I think we're going to Palm Springs in like two weeks, right? Uh, I think at this point it's like a week. Oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. So are you, I, uh, how are you like, are you ready for like the fucking pool? I mean, we should probably, we should probably go on a diet. I think you're right. I mean, the holidays just ended. We've been drinking a bunch. So yeah. I mean, have you thought about, do you, well, actually, do you know any diets we I can I mean, there's a on? ton if you want to just like go through and see if there's any yeah, that like Yeah, let's just see what both you. of us like. Okay, yeah. so what, what do you have first? So like, uh, have you done the cabbage soup diet? Never doing that. Have you done the apple cider vinegar diet? Gross, gross, gross. Uh, low fat? Uh, how about the keto diet? Uh, Ducan? I don't even know what Ducan actually means. But what either. about the, the cold water diet? That's, that's literally that's where one? you just drink cold water. Okay, that's disgusting. Uh, sacred heart diet? Are we gonna start fucking praying about that one? Is it microbiotic? South Beach diet? Uh, Master Clan? How about Scarsdale diet? Hyperthyroidism? Elimination diet? Oh, alkaline diet? HCG diet? Liquid diet? The General Motors diet? Raw food? Three day diet? Juice? Stop! You guys, your sexy motherfuckers just introduced the damn episode already. Uh, he he has a he has, he, a, he has a point. Episode twenty seven. Candyman. 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 Be afraid. Be very afraid. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. The box. You opened it. We came. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? I just want them to suffer. I joined Donald Trump on the Republican ticket because I believe he has the right leadership and the right vision to make America great again. Since 2017, a majority of Democrats turned into alt-left radical psychos. We'll get back to them later. I will build a great, great wall. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you generally didn't care if I was sick, I wanted to be thin. I got followed home with a kid running behind me and calling me fat bitch over and over again. I never wanted to go to the mall because more people would see me and they would see how big I am. If you see an image of us, fat women being happy and loving ourselves, there's someone trolling on us, asking us why do we love ourselves the way that we are. Welcome back to another edition of Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. I'm Maddie. And I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk with you again about horror in real life and horror in the media from an LGBT perspective. It's 2020. We're happy to be with you in our first episode of the new year. Actually, actually, second episode of the new year, now that I think <laughs> I was like, it. nope. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot that we, we released our, our last one in January. That's it's right. It's okay. Um, and hope you enjoyed it. It was all about Ireland. It was a lot of fun. Um, and today, um, we are coming at you with another joyful, happy episode all about... <laughs> negative body uh, image and the uh, sort of the the terrible things that that can do to human beings, whether you're, you're LGBT or not. Um, and I think the reason that we wanted to kind of talk about this subject yeah. is it, it's a new year. It's when everyone goes on their new crazy diets, their New Year's resolutions. Their, it's when the gym is flooded with new people. With everyone who hasn't been there for a, <laughs> a long time. And taking like, up oh, lockers. I haven't seen you in a bit. Just saying. But you listen, we love having you there. It's fine. It's They'll good. be gone by February. It's the truth. It's, it's fine. 
Um, but it is, it's an important thing. And I think it is especially an important thing when it comes to LGBT people. You know, of course. We, we were just looking at some statistics. And we know that more than half of LGBT people, especially young people, have been diagnosed with body dysmorphia or anorexia or bulimia nervosa or some combination yeah. of them. I'll give you some, some average statistics. Yeah, sure. So like at least 30 million people of all ages and genders suffer from eating disorders in the U.S. alone. Wow. Um, every 62 minutes, at least one person dies as a direct result of an eating disorder. So is that from the actual disorder itself or like suicide? Um, it disorder? can be around either mental illness okay. or it, but it is a direct result of what's Jeez, going on with that. So person. many people. Um, and then uh, eating disorders. And this plays into what you were just talking about. Eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. Oh, my God. The highest rank. Isn't that crazy? Why do you think that is? I think it's just a really strong thing in our culture. I I think that we, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but it's ingrained from us from a very young age, at least in in me, that thin meant healthy. Right, sure. You know, uh, and if you weren't that, then you weren't healthy and you weren't good looking and you weren't... I'm glad glad you're saying that because it connects directly to something that I'm going to talk about later for sure. No, Um, it, it... and you know, there's yeah. there's a there's a ton of this around, um, and it, it's really sad. And I will say that all those statistics come from the National Association of Anorexia Nervosa and Associated Disorders, yeah. and you can follow that website at. And don't don't knock this acronym because it's a little weird, but and it's a little funny, but it's anad.org. Yeah, sure, a a n a d dot org. And and really important work. You know, sometimes with mental illnesses, you know, it's the. It's this sort of stuff that no one really wants to talk about. No, you know, because yeah. it's either you're going through it, or like your sister did, or your brother did, or you know, your kid is going through it. This this is not easy stuff to talk about because it gets very emotional, um, and it's very personal, and and very and very very personal. It's, it's hard to talk about. Um, so we should probably start the episode <clears throat> with some uh, just standard definitions of some of the eating disorders that we will probably be talking about in this episode and also too can i just say listen everyone it's cold season winter sucks i'm gonna be a little sniffly that's okay i'm just pointing that out right now everyone is go ahead it's also like sleeting it's dreary whatever that it's whatever grim. that weather is it is so. grim outside today anyways let's go to something happy actually um, no no also no. grim um so um anorexia is basically um anorexia nervosa is basically not getting enough calories in so every day your body needs an average amount of calories just to function yeah so just to get up and do your everyday life this isn't and think and this isn't including like going to the gym and like all this other stuff this is basically just the amount of calories that your body needs just to function as sure. a as a without it withering away or right. without it eating at your like brain yeah, basically sure. um and then we have um body dysmorphic disorder which is an obsession on an imaginary defect in your body yeah. so it's basically picking something on your body whether that's your thighs or your butt or whatever and you are you're seeing it larger or smaller in some cases yeah. than it actually is. I, I think I think the key thing there is imaginary, imaginary. defect, and that's something that I've always, we'll talk more about it. But I've always wondered about that actually. Yeah, and then bulimia uh, is basically where it, it usually comes along with binge eating. It's yeah. not always associated with binge eating, but a lot of times that's how this happens: is that you'll eat a lot and then purge. Wow. So basically, uh, throwing up, for lack of a better term. Um, and then uh, we have a couple of a little bit of the more um, probably ones we won't hit on too much today, but I did want to throw them out there just because I've never they even are heard of this one. Really? Yeah. Um, so um, 
There's pika, which pika is uh, basically eating things that are not necessarily for nutritional value. So these come with like those weird people that eat like paper or like. Do you, if you, have you heard of this I've, before? I, I honestly, I have never heard of this. So this is kind of blowing my mind. More, right it's now. more of an OCD type of disorder. So like they don't even they can't can really control like sure, why sure, they sure. do this. But like there are people that eat things that are not for nutritional value. Wow. Okay. Um, you could even go as far as doing um, like eating like. This is gonna sound gross, but um, like uh, picking at your fingernails, like some people will huh, eat, okay eat those. Sure. So what about people who eat glass? Same. Okay, gotcha. This is that's a personal thing. We won't go into it. But that's, a, that's another story for another day, folks. <laughs> um, and then uh, rumination disorder. This is one that I'm not super familiar with, but it's basically when you are regurgitating oh, your shit. food. Oh my god! So that you feel like you've eaten more than you are. Does that so make wait, sense? So wait, wait. So it's like they eat it, they spit it out, and then, and eat then they it. eat it again. Uh-huh. Oh wow! Yeah. So wow. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to shame any of these things. No, it's but, not shame but at all. They like, are some weirder ones. That's that, that are, that's just, those are two that I definitely have not heard of before. Um, and then finally, uh, kind of the last one is the avoidant or restrictive food intake, which this can be characterized in a number of different ways. Um, but it, it, it's really like you're taking something that is probably good for you or you're saying it's a lot of like low fat diet, like okay. that kind of thing where you're saying like, I no longer eat this thing, huh. but it goes to the extreme sometimes. Sure. So a disorder does not have to be extreme to still be in a disorder. Sure. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, it does. Like yeah. there, there are a lot of extremes that we're going to talk about today, right, right. but I think there are a lot of things that maybe we do as humans that can be classified as disorders. Sure. Uh, if you really think about how we look at them. Well, I mean, you know, horror, horror tends to manifest itself in the extremes, right? And so right. That's, that's why we're talking about these specifically. Today. Right. Um, and if, before we go into kind of the LGBT side of things, before yeah. we go into some of our personal stories, because I think we have some personal stories that we want to talk about. Sure, sure. Um, there's, I wanted to talk about some of the more famous cases of eating disorders, if that is a good term yeah, way I, to I, put it. I, I, well, I think what you mean is stuff that, that folks might have already heard about, right. going a little bit deeper into those. Or and, like looking at people that are in the limelight yeah, and sure. like they're just people too. Type Absolutely. Of, Type yeah. of mentality. I, that makes total sense to me. <clears throat> Some of the more famous ones, um, and I, I hate saying that. I don't. I need to reframe how no, I'm saying I, that. No, but I think everyone gets it, though. You know I mean, what I mean? Sometimes it's just not a better term, and yeah. right now that makes sense. Um, so one of the most recent ones that we know about is Demi Lovato. This one was really bad. Well, Demi Lovato really and went really down. sad. Well, and it's a direct result of her fame, yeah, I really think, yeah. um, because I think that when she came out, She's a perfectly healthy person, but you go on stage or you go on camera or you go on YouTube or whatever, all of a sudden everyone's going to say something and everyone's going to be mean. And, sure. And she had a direct result of that where, you know, she she thought she wasn't going to live like past like 22. Yeah. Like she that's how hard she was going. Wow. But and was she like not eating or um, she was treated for bulimia and anorexia. So she had both. Uh, so she I think that it was a combination. Is that common? Do you think where people have both? I, I think so. Okay. Um, that's just coming from my own personal experience. Yeah, sure, but sure. I, I think that they go hand in hand a lot of times. Yeah. Um, but I think that you maybe sometimes find. I don't know the one that suits you i yeah, guess sure I don't know. no no i get it yeah and, and this is and i the I'm, one the one that suits your your mental mindset illness. yeah yeah 
So, um, some of the more other famous ones, uh, Paula Abdul. Oh, I didn't she, know this. Yeah, well, she. I don't know if you, you. I don't know if you've ever looked at Paula Abdul, but she has a very like small frame. Yeah, like so she's yeah, a she very does. like compact person. Yeah. Um, so she always thought that she was like too thick and like couldn't, even though she's like a Tiny. fucking dancer and like all this. That's stuff. that body dysmorphia like, yeah. coming mm-hmm. in, right? Um, uh, Russell Brand. I don't want to spend too much time on him because I think he's kind of an awful human being for the way he treated Katy Perry, but that's fine. Yeah, right, right, sure, sure. <laughs> um, Lady Gaga, of course. Um, if you yeah, look at what, yes. if and I remember this, I distinctly remember this is when Lady Gaga went through her leg thing. Yeah, she, I, I forget if yeah, she broke it that. or what happened, but she was on bed rest and she gained some weight from just being on bed rest. And when she came back to go on tour, everyone was fat shaming her and. I just can't imagine like being in the limelight of, of of someone like Lady Gaga, of course, like who's like huge, and people as she's like dancing her ass off on stage or talking about how much belly fat she has. It's like, just, can you it's, imagine it's, that? It's, it's it's disgusting the way that people do that. I just I, I really you know, and honestly, like while we're talking about fat shaming, not to interject here, but no, you're totally fine. But here we go. Like honestly, I even hate fat shaming when people talk about like Trump. You know what I mean? Like I think that there we can we can make fun of people in so many different ways. I just think fat shaming is one way that is kind of like always wrong. And I think also, it's, I, th- I just think it's really bad. And also, it's just like hit a little bit below the belt type of yeah. thing. Like, okay, so you're going to go for this like easy thing? Yeah, I mean, like call him stupid, call him Cheeto, call right. him orange, like do whatever there. But like what what you say when like you're calling somebody like Donald Trump fat is that every other fat person is also bad. Yeah. Like that is what you're saying. I agree. And I just, I, and when people share all the photos of him when he like looks fat or like they've been altered, you can tell. I just think it's a really bad thing. I hate the motherfucker. And even still, I will never fat shame him or anybody. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, And then two of the, uh, a little bit of a relationship here that I wanted to talk about is between um, Princess Diana and Elton John. Oh, yeah. Um, Princess uh, Princess Diana was very famous for having a very horrible eating disorders because of her her limelight i mean people were looking at her all the time and judging her and i think that was kind of her whole life even though she was a humanitarian and did all this charity work that's all people sometimes concentrate on when you're famous is how you look well and i bet even before that though too like i mean like you know diana wasn't just like suddenly a royal like before that she was a spencer and the spencers were you know aristocracy in in england for for you know ages so i I think there's probably always a bit of a a microscope on you when you're Mm -hmm. that rich and when you know you're you're expected to like find the like the most rich husband you possibly can, well, and in, think in about and all of that other stuff. Like this is like the stuff you have to do, and you have to go to balls and this and everything. And think about like, I mean, we're of a certain age, so right. I think that we still remember Princess Diana. We still remember the constant media coverage oh, yeah, that totally. was on everything that she did. Absolutely. Like when she got married, it was a fucking worldwide sensation oh yeah yeah, for sure and how she looked was a big part of that yeah of course and i I think that that's something to be in the same way with Meghan markle Mm -hmm. in the same way with um with kate middleton you know now of course you know sussex and 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 cambridge um but her uh her and elton john were actually really good friends yeah um but elton john also went through his very hardships most of his dealt with a lot of drugs uh a lot of experimentation and a lot of self-shame a lot of um not liking 
liking who he was. Did not you, liking did you see Rocketman? Not yet. You, know, you, you should. <laughs> this isn't giving anything away to you, I promise. But it actually starts with him in an AA meeting. Oh, okay. And, it, and then it's the whole movie is sort of like him talking about all of what you just talked about. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, that's like the basis of the film. I'll tell you why I have not seen it yet is because I know that it's by the same people that did Across the Universe. Yeah, and I was yeah. not a huge fan of Across the Universe. But I'm going to see it same. eventually. I'm yeah, going to see it, it eventually. It's, I think it's a – here we go writing movies as always. This is what we do. Um, it, it's a good one for home. I'll, I'll tell you that. It's a good one for home. Cool. I'm, I'm going to see it. Um, okay. So there is one uh, very famous story that I wanted to share with you, but I did not share who it is about. Okay. Um, this is someone that was huge in the, I would say, 60s, 70s, and a little bit into the 80s. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to share with you a little bit of her story. Um, this person uh, began dieting while in high school. Uh, she went on the Stillman diet, uh, which is eating lean foods, drinking eight glasses of water a day, and avoiding fatty foods. So not not it's anything not crazy. even that bad. Yeah, not even that crazy. Um, she reduced her weight to about 120 pounds, which and is nothing. She stayed that way until 1973, so well okay. into her like older age. Okay. Um, that year, in 1973, she saw a picture of herself in a costume that was like not maybe not the most flattering costume because yeah. she was part of a band that um, would all dress alike basically okay um and she didn't like the way it looked so she hired a personal trainer uh and she changed her diet and she lost another 20 pounds then after that she didn't like the way she looked so she fired her uh personal trainer and lost an additional five pounds so you're now looking at a 95 pound (gasps) woman oh my god um this uh, then after that would due to a Another band member, she started taking thyroid medication unprescribed. So she took the medication that her band member was taking for thyroid, and that caused her to even lose more weight. Oh, my God. So this went on for a number of years. Um, Unfortunately, uh, later in life, she collapsed and basically died. The paramedics said that her heart was beating uh, one one time basically per minute. (gasps) That's where her heart was at when she was when she passed away. Oh That's, my god! And it was all due to basically they ruled it as a drug overdose, but as a direct result of anorexin nervosa. My god, I, I don't know who this is. It's Karen Carpenter really? of the Carpenters. Oh my god, That's isn't so that crazy? Sad. Yeah, That's awful. I know. So how much did she weigh when she died? I I, I like don't have eighty a, pounds. It had to have been. I mean. I just, oh my God. And I, she I, died in 1983. I can't even imagine like what that must like. I, I, I mean, I know how much I weigh. I'm not going to say it right now. <laughs> um, but like, I can't imagine weighing that Isn't little. Isn't that crazy? Like you, you must feel, and I really do mean this, like a gust of wind would blow you over. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh my, my, my goodness. Yeah. So that's like, um, when I was doing a lot of research for this, that was one of the most famous people that yeah. has died directly as sure. a result of, of that's their just, disease. That's really, really sad. Um, but there were a number of other people too, but I had, I actually, and this just might be, I mean, she died in 1983. She died the year before yeah. I was born. So like, maybe it's just a me of a certain sure. age don't know that story sure. maybe it's a lot more famous than i think it is yeah. but i mean i definitely know the carpenters and i definitely listened to a lot of karen carpenter because my mom did yeah um i didn't know that she suffered from that disorder but um i think that you maybe oh there's one other person that i wanted to talk yeah, about sure. because it's one of the most famous people that have really come out and talked about their yeah, eating disorder been, been open about yeah it. and that's jane fonda yeah god bless her uh jane fonda who's still with us um she struggled with bulimia since age 12 
So can you imagine at age 12, you're already binging and purging? That's, 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 um, you know what, what's, I can, I can't imagine that. There's a lot of pressure. I can't imagine that. Um, this is a direct result, a direct quote from her. Um, I was taught to think if I wanted to be loved, I had to be thin and pretty. That leads to a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I think that that is a uh, mainstay in a lot of our popular culture, that if you are thin and pretty, then you're going to get the man, you're going to get the money, you're going to get everything. And I I honestly, like, we can talk about this a little bit more later, but like this whole Instagram culture, it's only going to make things worse. Uh, I mean, it, it already has. And I mean, it's not, it's not even just like love, like if you're thin and pretty, you, I have some news out there for everybody. You do actually get everything. That is actually the reality because that's the bias that we have yep. is that when we look at somebody who is fat, we see somebody who we think is dumb, somebody who doesn't, lazy. doesn't, take, lazy, doesn't take care of themselves, doesn't know how to control themselves. We think that they're stupid, that they don't like themselves. You know, The list could go on and on and on. And this is stuff that I'm sure is resonating with a lot of our listeners and with mm-hmm. you and me. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know, if you <laughs> look around at, at the people that you know and see the people in positions of power and look at how they look, look at how they've been quaffed to become a certain thing. Yep. Um, and it's very sad because, um, you know, all bodies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it really does take you a long time to come to that understanding. And I think... Especially about yourself. Especially about yourself. And specifically as LGBT people, like, it's tough. And it's, it's it's tough in so many ways because, you know, there's that great viral post that just went out recently on Twitter. And Which I, one? I, I, I forget. It's um, it's this one little quote. It's about um, – I'll, I'll try to find it on my I, – I posted it on Facebook uh, just this week. The one that I always resonate with is um, – just because I, I, I've struggled my weight my entire life. But um, the one that I've looked at is I, I wish I was as skinny as the first time I thought I was fat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Me, me fucking too. You know what I mean? Um, the the uh, So it was it – was, uh, I'll, I'll just read this really sure, quick. Yeah. This was from a Twitter user. It's Alexander Leon, and he's um, at Alexand underscore early on. Um, and so uh, the, the tweet that he put out there was this. Queer people don't grow up as ourselves. We grow up playing a version of ourselves that sacrifices authenticity to minimize humiliation and prejudice. The massive task of our adult lives is to unpick which parts of ourselves are truly us and which parts we've created to protect us. And so I think, you know, it, listen, everyone deals with weight issues when yeah. they're growing up. Mm-hmm. I just think it becomes a particular um, extra challenge with your LGBT because you're already battling so many things. You're already battling whether or not your parents love you, whether or not you're going to be kicked out of your house, whether mm-hmm. or not people around you will accept you. On top of it, you're looking at, you know, especially for like today's kids, and let's face it, like, we we can say whatever the rules are for grinder and scruff and whatever. Yeah. Trust me, teenagers get on there, and it's 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 ridiculous, but it happens. So they instantly start to see, you know, this is what this is what a pretty body looks like. Right. This is what mine should look like. Right. It's, what, it's what I have to look like. And further, I mean, there are stories of people on apps getting shamed because they're you know bigger than somebody else all the time. Yeah, and, I'm, I'm and, not surprised. Yeah, and you know, I asked listeners this week to share their stories about body dysmorphia and about their own experiences with, with discrimination because of their size. And there were many people who shared with me that they have been shamed on things like Grinder or mm-hmm. Tinder or whatever. Um, you know, stories where people 
say, look at your profile picture. Look at mine. Do you really think you should be talking to me? Oh my Things like God. That. People, I mean, people will tell people to go kill themselves on these apps because Jesus. of how they look. And, you know, for a lot of people, you know, we can talk about, you know, whether or not you want to be on Grindr or whatever. It doesn't really matter. For a lot of people who don't live in big cities like we do in Chicago, yeah. <clears throat> Grindr and Scruff and all the rest of them become a way to meet people, not mm-hmm. just to hook up with people. This is how you make friendships. It's, it is how you find relationships sometimes. You know, you look, look at you, for example. Um, you know, there, there are different ways to do this, but the gay community is just so fucking mean volatile i love us so much and i love being a part of us and i love fighting for us like i have for many years but son of a bitch we are awful to each other and we're awful to our own people yes that's like the worst part of it without a doubt and you know god help you if you're big and you're black right or you're mexican or you're whatever it's like another strike for somebody out there who's just 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 an asshole and that is something you know to really think about not not just you know in terms of discriminating based on someone's size but it really wraps into our warped mindsets with racism and everything else it just really all joins together well and it doesn't help that you know we're constantly fed this um brand of like you know, you got to have the six pack, you got to have the pecs, you got to have the thighs, got to have the butt, you got to have everything. Otherwise, you're exactly. not like the ideal standard of, uh, you know, beauty for the gay culture. Because I, I will say that um, I and I'll go out on a limb here, but I think that the gay people are are held up to a higher level of scrutiny than straight people. Exactly. I mean, and I, I won't speak for women because I think that women have a whole nother level of scrutiny that they're under. But I will say for straight men, I think straight men get away with a lot of shit. They do. That we don't get to get away for with. For sure. Like the whole dad bod movement. Oh, come on. Do you think that's going to fly in the gay gay community? Exactly. Fuck no. Like, exactly. Seriously. Right. <laughs> like, and you know, like, you know, our, our silly, our silly, well... I'll come back to that. But thinking about one gay person who was particularly awful to somebody, I do want to talk a bit about somebody who I really can't stand. Oh, um, and that's and that's Dan Savage. Um, oh no, I really cannot stand Dan Savage. Um, I think that a lot of his sort of just like um, you know candy popularity with things like it, it gets better and whatever uh, really missed the mark in so many ways. And in particular, I want to talk about um, Lindy West, somebody who used to work under Dan Savage. Oh, okay. Like um, an assistant? Or... Um, I believe she was his assistant. I, okay. can't, I can't remember her exact title right now, but there's a wonderful This American Life episode all about this. But they're very, they worked very close together. They did. That's basically yes. what you're saying. Yeah. And, and Lindy's a writer. And, you know, of course, you know, Dan Savage is a writer. Um, and um, there was a time when Dan Savage was sort of uh, just pummeling Lindy about, uh, well, well, he wrote, he wrote some pieces about how um, fat is not healthy, and and this was back in 2011, and th- also, there, there was <laughs> yeah exactly, and there was like this, um, there was this discussion going on back then, and I sort of vaguely remember remember it roundly um, about how fat people can't be healthy, and then there was you know sort of the counter argument actually yes fat people can be healthy right. this this can just be the way your body is and the way it was designed and that's what people like not to interrupt you or anything but no like, you know you're fine I, I, it. It, it bothers me so much that people don't understand that people's bodies work differently. We gain weight differently. 
we gain weight from different foods differently. Our bodies respond to exercise differently. Exactly. It's all relative right. to the person. And so fuck you for telling me yeah. that this one diet or this one elliptical or this right. one fucking Nordic track or whatever yeah. Peloton Why is going to change my life. Literally go fuck yourself. <laughs> Seriously. And, and some of the things that Dan Savage said back then, one of the main things that, that he said that, that she points out explicitly in her article from 2011 called Hello, I'm Fat is uh, he said rolls of exposed flesh are unsightly. And are you kidding me? Not kidding you. That that is verbatim what he said. That's nice. And, that's nice for someone that is a skinny bitch. Right. Who's probably always been a skinny oh, bitch. But don't worry, Andrew. Life. Don't worry, Andrew. It gets better. I mean, he's he's just he's such an asshole. Anyways, Lindy wrote this response to him called "Hello, I'm fat." It's a genius response. I have to read it. I'm mean, um, very interested in this. It, it's it's great. And you know, listen to this the, the This American Life episode. It's all about this. You know, Google This American Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it will come up. It's a great episode. It made me just you know weep. It's it's so good. Um, and he did respond to it with some, you know, lame ass shit about how he doesn't agree, but he's, you know, he respects her and he's like sort of sorry about it. But it's just a great indication too about like how like gay people do this, especially gay white guys do this thing where we think we know best. Yeah. And we think we know whether you're healthy or whether you're not healthy. Right. And we know whether you're doing the right thing or whether you're not doing the right thing. Right. And we're bitches. And like it's time for that to really fucking stop. Yeah. And it's just so annoying and so boring, honestly, that and like, honestly, it's just dumb. And honestly, like, let's take a look at some of the cases where maybe somebody look, quote unquote, looked healthy. Yeah. Well, let's look at um, what's what's his name from The Biggest Loser, the Bob Harp, Bob oh, Harper. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Bob Harper, who's basically just a little older than we are. He's yeah. in his 40s, had a heart attack. Yeah. He had a heart attack. Do you think looking at that guy who was... You, know, you ripped and everything else. Had a heart attack. Yeah. So, like, you can't judge health based on how someone looks. No, you really yes, can't. Yes, you can, you can kind of come to some conclusions that maybe they need to change some things or whatever. Yeah. But, like, don't tell people that they're not healthy just because maybe they have a little bit of extra weight on them. Yeah, and, you know, just like Lindy West says, um, if you really want change to happen, if you really want to help, you know, quote-unquote fat people, you need to understand that shaming an already shamed population is, well, shameful. Do you know what happened as soon as I rejected all the shit and fell in unconditional love with my entire body? I started losing weight immediately. Yeah. Well, Lottie fucking da. Yeah. That's how she ends that article. It's interesting. And that's yeah. just the thing is, you know, listen, I'm not saying that I'm good at it. And no, we'll, we'll no, talk more I'm about this in personal stories. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not here to preach that I have this figured out because I don't. No. But what she says is true, mm -hmm. that you really do need to love yourself. And it's so hard because you have so many shitty people around you telling you that you shouldn't. Well, and I think that, and I'm not trying to put this too much on parents, but you know, and that behaviors, we'll talk more about that too. behaviors are learned from a very young age. Mm -hmm. I, I, and this is nothing against my own personal mother. Like this is not a mom. If you're listening, this isn't against sure, you, but, but you know, I remember very, from a very young age, my mom asking me constantly, does this make me look fat? Sure. You know, and I think that that's kind of a common uh, question, right. but like that gets in your brain it does. as a kid. Yeah. Does this make me look fat? It does. You know, you know in, in, in the same way, like, you know, in my household, uh, when we were growing up, I mean, the, the, uh, our family eats a lot. I yeah. mean, there, was, there was a lot of us. And the way that we show love to each other often is by making food. Sure. So there was a lot of eating, a lot of food. But I also remember, you know, and I love my mom, too. She's never going to listen to this, but I love my mom, too. And um, for us, I remember times when she 
maybe not even explicitly said it, or sometimes she did, where she was disappointed in how much I weighed. Yeah. Or in how much one of my siblings weighed. So or when, something like that. Were you, like... Do you have you have you been a big dieter in your life or like what is your what is your way of controlling your like body image? That's that's it's tough. Um, you know, the thing that we said earlier about body dysmorphia, um, I definitely have it for yeah. sure. And there's the, the the imaginary part, right? Sure. What I've always kind of wondered is like <clears throat> the way that I see myself, if I look in a mirror or if I look in a window or like in a reflection anywhere, right? And the way that I think about myself, certainly that. But like even the way that I actually see myself, I do often wonder if I'm even seeing the right reflection. I get it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I walk around thinking like, okay, I just looked at myself in the mirror. I hate the way I look. And I wonder, do other people, like the image that I just saw, is that actually the image that they see? Right. Or do I, when I look at anything, do my eyes automatically add pounds all over the place? Right. Do I look just fatter you. to me? Just because it's you. Yeah. yeah. And like the actual, the real image that I'm seeing, not like the, you know, the the perceived image, the real thing I'm seeing, I don't even know sometimes that that's real. I know. I get it. And like when you grow up a fat kid, which, you know, Andrew and I both did. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's awful. And, you know, think about just like the shame you experience when you're a boy and you go to gym class. Yep. The, the, I was thinking about it this morning and like, you know, when we used to play basketball in gym class, you know what you had to do? Shirts and skins. Yep. And oh, lo God. and behold, lo and behold, every fucking time I had to go on some fucking team for this dumb thing I did not want to fucking do. Guess which team got skins? Mine. Yeah, and you know I what know. was awful? Being a fat kid with like, you know, man boobs bouncing around the gym playing basketball trying to hide himself. I know. It's awful. I remember yeah. once sitting outside of the locker room. Um, I think this was in seventh grade, maybe maybe eighth grade. And um, sitting down outside and there was this, uh, this idiot named J.R. Barrientes. And he came out of the locker room and, and he was with some other like popular boys and he, they were laughing at me. And he said, I really respect a guy with tits. Oh my god! I remember that. It's, it's it is. I can see his face right now. It's stuck in my head that long. Yeah, I can tell you. I went on my first calorie restrictive diet at the age of twelve. Twelve. Uh, I went on my first like doctor uh, imposed. No, or, like, like you just did it or uh, self imposed. I guess. Yeah. Uh, with the help of my family members. Wow. If that makes any sense. Uh, looking, I went, looking back, I went on just, my first. The, hold on, one second. Sorry, I went no. on my first carbohydrate restrictive diet at the age of, I guess that would have been sixteen. Wow. Um. So I, I mean, I've been on, I've tried everything. I've been on Weight Watchers. I've been on keto. I've been yeah. on low carb Everything. south beach you name it yeah a lot of the diets that we named at the beginning of the episode i've tried them sure right. but that's the thing is like the it, you can't diets don't work or they only no. work for a certain amount of time because life gets in the way exactly um i think what you have to remember is that you're trying to retrain your brain yeah rather than like going on a diet because yeah. i don't know about you but anytime that i go on a diet all I think about is that diet. Sure. All I think about is the food that I can't have. Yeah, because it sucks. And then as soon as you're off of it, you're like, why was I even... I, I don't crave I cupcakes. Like, why do I want that? I know, you know right? what I mean? I like, know. So, I know. But um, I will tell you, um, one comedian that really helped me get through a lot of stuff is Margaret Cho. Really? Um, I don't know if Did you... Did you talk about it, like, directly? Yeah, I don't know if you're very familiar with Margaret Cho's story. A little bit, but, yeah. But um, she had a uh, TV show on in the 90s called All-American Girl. Okay. And it was basically one of the first... Actually, one of the first sitcoms that featured an all-Asian cast. Huh. So it was her and her mother... Or not really her mother, but, you know, their fa her family, per se... Um, and because of, because of her Asian, because she's Asian, 
she has a rounder face. Yeah. It's just the way just how it is. It is. Um, but the TV executives, I believe at ABC, I'm not, don't quote me on that. It might be NBC, but okay. I believe it's ABC, kept telling her that she needed to lose weight. 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 So that's what she did. And she ended up going into kidney failure oh my because God. of her trying to lose weight. Jesus. Um, but through that, and she eventually lost her show, but through that, she gained a whole new self-love that yeah. was like, you know what? If you don't love me, then that's fine. It's but the truth. Like, and she got more and more famous over the years. I've seen her in what would you call? What would you? Uh, her set, I her, guess. Her like stand up. Yeah, I've yeah, seen her, her stand up uh, about five times now. Sure, I, I'd love to talk to her if she'd ever want to come on the come show. Come on the show, Margaret. Come. Uh, but she, I, I think one of my f- fucking famous quotes that she quotes her mother because her mother also had like eating problems yeah. and. Um, she would basically take the kids to McDonald's before they would, they would go to swim practice. They would go to McDonald's before dinner and then go home and eat dinner. Oh like they God. had never gone to McDonald's. Oh my God. Jesus. Um, it, but sound, it sounds familiar. Frankly. Her, uh, her mother, her famous quote is my idea of heaven is an all you can eat buffet where you never get fat and you never get full. <laughs> I mean, you know, but I, I mean, honestly, that's the thing, though, right? I mean, this is this is the hard part. Because we like to eat. It, and it's not just eating. It's eating. It's drinking. It's, it's being you know, with people. It's, it's being with people. Exactly. It's, it's a family community, you know, thing, right? It's it's very hard to, like, separate yourself from the goodness that comes from eating rich, good things. It's, yeah. like, it's like when you meet somebody for the first time, right? And you start dating and you're having fun, and you're really into it, you know what you do usually? You gain weight. Yeah. Because it's fun to, like, go out to dinner and like, eat rich things together and, like, experience or, like, share the your fullness fa- like, of share it. share your favorite recipes. Yeah, sure. Or, like... And honestly, like, in some cases, the simple fact is, like, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Like, fuck dieting. Fuck whatever we think is, like, the ideal weight or the ideal this or the ideal that or whatever. Stay healthy, of course. Of course, yeah. But, like, come on. Like, we, we, we really have to stop this shit. Um, and I mean, I'm talking to myself too. Like, oh, th- I'm so tired listen, of like this. This mirror has got to come back to me. It's like, you truth. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, mean, I do it to myself. Yeah. And like, you know, we were talking about, about Palm Springs and like, I'm terrified. We really do mean it. Like, I mean, honestly, like one of the things that I thought about when, when our friend asked us to go on this awesome trip was, Oh my God, we're going to be at the pool all day long. Great. I don't usually go to the pool. This is going to be hard for me. I'm sure you probably had similar thoughts. Very much right? so. And um, like, especially when you go with other gay people, like, mm-hmm. you, oh my God, like it like ups the ante even more. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to take one of those fucking selfies on a fucking unicorn floaty. I know. And like, it's going to be all over the internet. Well, I don't know about you, but like anytime I go into one of these situations, I always, in the back of my mind, no matter how hard I try to fight it, I'm always like, I'm going to be the fattest person there. The, without a doubt. I mean, you know I'm, I mean? I'm going like, to Mexico with, you know, with work in, in April and I, I've got to like be social and do things. And don't get me wrong. It's going to be fun. Same thing will be in the back of my mind then. I'm going to be the fattest one here. Yeah. And that's just the thing is like, number one, we're not. I know. Number two, it's... it's Number two, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) And number three, like, it's just so stupid for beautiful people like us who, like, have so many accomplishments, who do such great stuff in the world, who, like, have this awesome podcast with, you know, tons of people that we talk to every single month, like... This is it's bullshit. It's yeah. absolute bullshit that even you and I impose on ourselves. I know. It's just it's very dumb. So I think what we would encourage our listeners to do is just be a little more introspective and a little more um 
you know, judge yourself based on the accomplishments you have and the person that you are. And the goodness of yourself. Yeah. And, you know, body image is always going to be a thing. It's something that you're not going to be able to walk away from. It's not something that we're going to automatically be able to shut off. Like, it's just not a thing. But if you think thoughtfully about how you treat yourself and how you um, harm yourself, because I think a lot of that is self-harm. Yeah. um, Just kind of give that maybe a second thought and maybe think, like, how can I make myself feel better about myself today? (laughs) What's your 2020 resolution i don't like to do resolutions because i think that they're just like set up for failure um but i think what's the, what's the way that you're going to be better yeah, for yourself i think what i've been trying to do better for myself this year is just to be like just move more does yeah. that make sense yeah it does like, yeah just like and that doesn't necessarily mean like going to the gym or like whatever but like hey you know on those long days where you're at work for 10 hours take 30 minutes to step outside and just like go for a walk and like, like do your thing in yeah. your own body yeah or like yeah. i don't know just try to be more active because I think in both of our jobs, it's very sedentary. Yeah, sure. uh, right. We both work at jobs where we sit at a desk for a long time. Um, I mean, I have a standing desk, but I, Even don't, still. I, don't, I really don't think that that makes a difference. Yeah. But, right. <laughs> um, so I think that just getting out more, getting more active. So what about you? That makes sense. I think for me, it's going to be, um, I, 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 I do have an interest in getting healthier this year. And, you know, for me, honestly, I'll, I'll be really honest. One of the things that I do is I weigh myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And this year, I'm stopping that. That's I'm, a good thing I'm to stopping do. that. Yeah. Like, I will weigh myself periodically. But, I mean, I weigh myself every day. Yeah, that's bad. And I'm not, I'm, I, I really am not doing that Literally, anymore. that glass of water that you just drank right there yeah. is going to give you, like, half a pound. I know. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> so, it's, so, it's, it's so dumb and worthless. And, like... You know, I did it yesterday, and honestly, like I thought about it all day long. And it's only going to make you feel shitty about exactly. yourself. Exactly, and day. and it did. And yeah. by the end of the day, you know, I was hanging out with people from work, and we were you know having a glass of wine or two, and it was on my mind. And I was like, and I really thought while I was sitting there with people having fun, like this is stupid. Yeah, like, I'm really done doing this. Yeah, I agree. You know, so everyone out there, like like Andrew said, we we didn't give you any solutions. Just take, well, just take care. Take of care yourself. of yourself, and you know, if you're if you're really feeling like you know you're you're whatever because of your weight or or how you look or whatever like remember that we're your friends and if you are experiencing any sort of eating disorder or you think that a friend or anything you know send them over to anad.org yeah uh, there's a lot of really good resources on that website and, and another thing too because i know a lot of us are all on apps get listen if some motherfucker says some shitty thing to you number one report them on the app and i yeah. really do mean that take a screenshot report it because that that shit is reportable and all of those apps are taking that shit Boom, really bitch. seriously now. <laughs> and then number two, just say goodbye mm-hmm. or don't say anything. Just block them. Like Blocked. literally it is – it's not even like a real person. It's somebody who is almost like fake fantasy. Yeah. So just don't dwell on it. Get rid of them. They are ugly, awful people. And guarantee they have no personality yeah, anyways, they fucking suck. So. And, and they are they are gross and their their butthole is dirty. That's it. <laughs> That's all. That's a great way to end, great way to end that segment, life. everybody. Yeah. All right, so I think that that will do it, unless you have anything else. No, I don't. I think we've gone on long nope, enough. I want us, a piece but... of cake now. Yeah. Thank you very much. That's what I want. Um, so we will take a quick break and be right back with What You Been Watching, Bitch. What You Been Watching, Bitch. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, we're back. Yay. It's time for What You've Been Watching, Bitch. What You've Been Watching, Bitch. And if you've never been with us, this is literally where we've been talking about what we've been watching. Bitch. So I will go first if that's okay. Sure. So the first one that I want to talk about is a newer release from our good friends over at Netflix. 
Uh, this they is, are our sponsors now, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Everything is a sponsor now. Every, just, everyone Just knows. nobody gives us any money even, for even it. Even you're a sponsor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, that is the show You, and this is season two of You. Have not watched season one yet. I, I've heard that I have to, though. I mean, uh, to be totally honest, I'm not sure if you'll get into it. So somebody somebody told me, um, you know, little Owen Robinson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Owen told me that he that I remind him of a character in season two. Oh God, I wonder which one. I, he told me I can't remember his name now, but he told me that that he's like, oh my God, he's like you, but he's a person of color, but he's you. Huh? Can't I wonder remember. if it's like the shop owner or the Maybe. shop worker, something but like that. Anyway, uh, so you is all about Joe Goldberg. It's based on a series of books um, okay. about a guy who basically has um, OCD for love, huh. like, um, and he like a serial monogamous kind of thing. Like he just he'll do anything to protect the ones that he loves wow um is this like a horror kind of thing? it is it is it's a it's it's a stalker story told from the uh from the eyes of the stalker when did season one come out last year sometime I, so yeah, it's funny i just don't even remember well, hearing about a, it a little bit of a funny story about how this got rolled out so originally this show was a lifetime show oh wow and the season one was oh, shown boy. on lifetime <laughs> that's why that's why and <laughs> nobody watched it on lifetime yeah but, why Would but then they? it got but <laughs> no serious but seriously it got then it got put on netflix and everyone thought it was a netflix show and so they, everyone fucking watched the shit out of this show because oh everyone loved it. So then Netflix was just like, just making a Netflix show now. So Lifetime just sold the rights to Netflix and now Netflix is producing it. Oh my God, that's crazy. So season one, um, it, it's, it's right up my alley. It's, it's totally schlocky yeah. and like, but it's like oddly violent. Like there's okay. some good violence in it. Yeah, I'll watch it. Um, sure. The guy is from. I don't know if you if you watched Gossip Girl or not really. Any of the, he, I mean, I know them. You'd know his face if yeah. you've seen it. But um, he he's really good in it. Um, the youngest daughter from the Haunting of Hill House. Okay. She's in the second season okay, sure. as a main character, and she's really good. Interesting. Um, second season far better than the first. I still liked the first season. Sure. But second season was very good. Awesome. So what's your first one? Uh, my first one, let's just talk about it right now, is Shit's Creek season six. Um, this, first episode. Can I just can I just like can I just like give you a little finger wag for Why? a second? Because I have been telling you, I I, I think listen. for I think for five years I, I told know. you to watch this show, and listen. now you are on the bandwagon. Listen, and why can't are you shut up about? Listen, it. why are you shaming me? We, <laughs> we, just, shaming we just talked you. about shame a bunch. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. Listen, it did take me a long time, and it was never because I didn't want to watch it. It's just because like. I shit gets never got around to shit. it. Shit gets in the way. <laughs> um, but Shit's Creek season six, it's only the first episode, of course, but I, I already love it. It's yeah. fantastic. It was a great it first great. one. Yeah. You watched it, yeah. yeah. Um, great stuff. I don't need to say anything more about it. Watch it. I, I The thing about the show that I really love is that they have just given these characters so much room to grow. And they did. Yeah, and it, it's it's really good. Thanks, Ed. It's, it's lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, really, really lovely. I agree with you. Um, my second one is uh, Lost in Space season two. I still haven't watched that either. Uh, so this is also <laughs> so bad right This now. is also on Netflix. Um, this The first season, I cannot even tell you, was fucking phenomenal. Um, it's got a great cast. Um, Parker Posey plays kind of the villain in a, a very great role that she's not usually given. I love Parker Posey. Um, second season, 
I think was a little bit of a downturn really for me. Um, not that I'm saying that it was bad because I still really we still yeah, sure. we still watch the fuck out of it. We still watch the whole thing. I just felt like the story took a little bit longer to get to the point. Yeah, sometimes this, this se- second around. seasons do that sometimes. But I, I kind of do feel like Netflix is just setting this up for. This is this Further. is gonna get a season three. So yeah, like sure, this is sure. just the transition season to get you to season three. That's okay. And that's fine. I still enjoyed watching it. But sure. um for me, season one, epic TV. Yeah. Season two, pretty good. Good. Yeah. Um my next one is on Apple TV Plus. It is The Servant from M. Night Shamalamadino. Oh, if I was gonna get Apple TV Plus is that what's called? Yeah, Apple TV Plus? I, no one really knows, to be honest um, with you. Well, I'll share with you after you tell the story about but, what's happening with them but yeah but. also um I, I love saying m night Shyamalan as m night Shyamalan known that's not um, everybody doesn't know. i know um i love it anyways um the servant um i was a little reticent to really watch anything on apple tv plus and i only got it because i got it for free when i got my new iphone yeah and i think like everyone's getting it for free basically right now um uh reticent to watch it because i just didn't want to waste my time asked some twitter people and asked you know joe from horror queers and he said it was really great so watched it um and it's it's really not bad okay. um it's a good return you know, i i am one of those that thinks that like you know after i don't know after uh, unbreakable m night kind of just like really went off the deep end <laughs> and lost it his first movie. no it wasn't it wasn't his yeah, first movie yeah, it was. unbreakable was not his first yeah i think it was no was it yeah I'm pretty sure oh well you know <laughs> what i mean i mean like okay here was here here were his good ones his good ones were sixth sense the village unbreakable was good um, that one about the person with the multiple personalities, that wasn't bad Split. either. Split. And Glass is okay, too. I like The Visit. But oh, I despise The Visit. Oh, I liked The Visit. Oh, my God. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. Um, and I hated Lady in the Water and everything. Oh, can't stand that. Anyways, this one is sort of a good return for him. Good. It's a bit more into spooky stuff. Um, and um, the uh, the woman from um, Six Feet Under is in it, Lauren Ambrose. Oh, I love um, her. She, and she's really great. Uh, one of the guys that you would know from Black Mirror is in it, the episode where like he like kills his wife and he can see oh, everything God, in his yeah. eye. Mm-hmm. Great actor. He's so good. Um, unfortunately, Rupert Grint is in this. And I am of the opinion that everyone that was in the Harry Potter movies should just stop acting, except for oh, the no. older people, all oh, the kids no. in the Harry Potter movies. I'm sorry. I have, this is, I'm, I'm probably going to hurt some feelings here, but they're just not great actors. And Rupert Grint is not very good in this either, but oh, no. he's okay. He's okay. And the story is pretty good. It's all about this couple who loses a baby and they have this baby doll that they think is real. And that's normal. And you go through this like journey with them. It is, it, it is legitimately pretty, um, spooky and kind of unsettling it's well worth your time i think it's it's the only thing i'll say is this it, it's m night so just keep in mind it does kind of go all over the place yeah. so like just you know keep that in mind i did hear um from some sources that apple is already talking about walking away from their streaming service that's i mean that's not a surprise i mean if, if people aren't responding well now when it's free it's probably not going to be better when they're paying for it. Yeah, it's just interesting because they did have some shows that were up for Golden Globes. Sure. But uh, didn't, I don't think they won anything. I mean, listen, the, the, the economy's not great. No one can afford a loss leader right yeah. now. So I get it. I, I have a feeling, and if my, my feeling is kind of along the same lines with our friends over at Add This Tier List, which yeah. is another podcast that I listen to, is that they'll probably end up either buying um, Netflix or buying uh, Disney. Wow, Apple will buy Netflix? Do you think? I, I think that that's the way that they'll probably that go. If, if that happens, that's huge. Yeah. Wow. So, Anyways, um, my next one comes from our good friends over at Hulu. 
Ooh. Do you have Hulu? Yeah, I get okay. Hulu for free with Spotify. Okay. Um, I watched the movie um, Little Monsters. You mean the old one with Fred Savage? No. Not the one with the germaphobe. Um, uh, <laughs> Howie, 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 Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Yeah. No, uh, although I do like Remember when movie, I saw so. Howie Mandel in a, in a hotel in Chicago? Yes. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, anyway, uh, Little Monsters is Lupita Nyong'o. Is that how I pronounce her name? Nyong'o. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she plays a kindergarten teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they are out uh, on a field trip when a zombie apocalypse breaks out. Oh. And her, along with kind of a, like a downtrodden type character okay. are trying to just save the kids essentially interesting um i'd say give it a watch okay i don't think it's what like, year is this from oh it just came out last oh, year i didn't even realize so, it okay i don't think it's like anything new i don't think that it's gonna like blow your mind or anything but it was a fun watch sure yeah it was funny it was good okay yeah, uh dracula on netflix the I, new one I, i'm gonna watch this oh I just it's haven't so it much fun have you watched the whole thing already uh not all of it uh, but i've watched a lot of it um it is a really <laughs> Just back and forth BBC style look at the story of Dracula. Cool. It is it's so much fun. Um, it's really well done. Any um, queerness to it? Uh, I heard oh yeah, that, yeah, I for heard sure. That yeah, there is some stuff. In oh, yeah, yeah. So. There's 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 plenty of queerness. It's, it's a it's a sexy show that the story of Dracula should always be. Yeah. Um, it's pretty well done. The acting's really great. It's funny. Um, it's very British. Um, it takes some really interesting looks and spins on the classic story. Fun. Um, and it retains a lot of the classic story too. Um, it's just, it's really, really good. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I've heard a lot of people not liking it. And oh, really? I've only heard positive. Uh, I've, I've heard some negative stuff on Twitter, but you know, sometimes Twitter is just negative Twitter all around. So yeah. that's fine. Whatever. Hashtag negative. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, honestly, I think it's really, really good and well worth your time. I'm having a lot of fun watching it. No, I'm definitely, it's, no. it's like next on my list. I think we had a couple, yeah. that we had a knockout and now it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And there are just, there are some funny parts that you will, you'll crack up. Yeah. Like they're really, they're, they're genuinely funny. I'm interested to watch it. Um, and then finally, my last one, and I, I threw this out on Twitter, I think like a couple weeks ago, but yeah. um, we watched the um, Hulu original, and I don't know if you've ever watched any of these. It's it's called the Into the Dark I series. I have. I still have not yet, but I, I will. So Into the Dark is a series of movies that are based around the month that they're um, uh, let out in, okay. yeah, re- released in. Thank you. Um, and this one was all about New Year's Eve, so it came out in December, oh, okay. it was about New Year's Eve, and it's called Midnight Kiss. Oh, well, that's perfect. But the reason I watched it, I've watched a couple of these and they've kind of come back with like i don't know like they're either like kind of shitty or like okay okay like yeah sure no, and, they're, and they're bloom house so i kind of expected them to be a little better to be honest yeah, with you well, and i reached mm-hmm. out on twitter and i have a list of the ones that people recommended yeah. so i'm gonna go back and kind of pick and, pick and choose which yeah, one i sure, watched sure. but um this one is all about a group of gay really yes uh so it's very refreshing to see a slasher movie and kind of in the vein of when we watched um hellbent i love hellbent as you know um and maddie you're gonna love this movie why because is it all sexy and shit it's it's all butts all the time i you know i'm an ass man it's so there are let's see here there are one two three six main characters okay you see three of the sixes butts really yes oh my god i love butts as everyone here knows so i would highly recommend you watch it okay um it's 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 really middle of the road sure like slasher material i'm into it but it's it was just refreshing Um, you had me at butt i mean honestly it was just refreshing to see like a story told like yeah with and it's like a it's traditional like gay group of friends with like they have their like one girl that's with them and like i don't know i i liked it a lot and it also has um chris evans's brother scott evans in it 
Is he good looking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. No, I mean, he's no Chris Evans. So Whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, my final is, um, it's it's an older pick, actually. This is a movie from the early 2000s uh, based off a play um, from a playwright from Chicago, and it's Bug. And I'm mentioning this because I just saw it, and I've seen it many times before. Wait, you saw the movie or the play? The movie Bug. Okay. Um, but the play is also playing here in Chicago uh, very soon at the Steppenwolf Theater. Carrie Coon is starring in it. It's going to be really, really awesome. Um, but the movie, um, they screened it at Music Box Theater. Shout out to our future sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, I love the movie so much. I love the play. It was great to see it again in 35 millimeter. That is was the awesome. Movie, is the movie close to the play? The, it, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's very close to the okay. play. I've, just, um, I've, just, I've seen the movie, but I've never seen the play. And, so. you know, Tr- Tracy Lutz, uh, Tracy Lutz was actually there and, and with, with Michael Shannon, which was really cool. They're, they, you know, if you don't know, they're both Chicago people. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't say a Michael Shannon inciting in Chicago I know right seriously Um, but they were both there for like a a, a little panel and Q&A after which was it was great we were were up close like in the front row um, and they're just lovely people because they're so authentic and they just they they just rattle off these great stories of like when they went to con and when they did this and when they did that and you know Tracy talked about the way that he did so many iterations on this play and on the screenplay and working with Billy Friedkin, you know, William Friedkin directed this of yeah. Exorcist fame. Um, and William Friedkin, when he saw the the play in, in New York, he like phoned Tracy Letts over and over again because he was obsessed with it and he just wanted to make this into a movie so bad. Wow. So it was really cool to hear that stuff. Just, you know, it was such a great experience and it, I just wanted to mention it because if you have uh, room for those experiences when 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 things like that happen in your you, in your big cinemas. If you have Alamo Draft House, and you know if you're in Chicago at the Music Box, go and support your local theater um, so we can make sure that theaters stay around. Yeah. Did you hear about the theater that Netflix bought? No, I did not. So there's a, a one theater theater Where? in New York City, okay, downtown New York City, Manhattan, yep. that was going to close like after like I don't know hundred a year yeah, or whatever. Sure, and then Netflix decided to like buy it and so that they could screen their. That's movies. awesome. Well, and, and Love it's, it. it's a very purposeful. It's so they can screen their movies there, so that they're of they're up for nominations. Yeah, because of those awesome theaters. I, I I love that idea. I think so, I think it's fantastic. I think it was a, just a really cool thing in Netflix. Did. That's cool. So, save that little theater, um, but uh, bug for me, not my favorite. Um, I just can't. One day I'll weasel it into the show. Yeah, trust me. I know. I it it's it. I don't know. I don't know why I don't like it, but it's. I think it's one of those things with skin. I'm not a huge thing where anybody like really likes like skin. Yeah, it's it's all. I mean, if if you haven't seen Bug out there, it's a story about you know addiction, about abuse, about family. But really, in the end, Bug is a story about love. Yeah, and it's really about. And Tracy Letts even talks about this how. He had the idea by thinking about how when people fall in love, they actually go a little crazy. Yeah. And you fall into the psychosis of something with somebody else. And what does that look like? Sure. Um, and in, in an extreme sense, this is what it looked like for Ashley Judd and Michael Shannon. Yeah. No, I get it. And I love Ashley Judd. It's just, you know. And she's good in this, too. Like, she's like, so good. Like we always say with a lot of our things, like just because you didn't like it doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just not for you. No, actually, what we decided was that if you don't like something, you're an idiot and you're wrong. So there you go. Yes, that's what we've been preaching. This, anyways, yep, and we got that down on paper. So um, that was a great edition of what you've been watching, bitch. And we went over, went over some good stuff. Um, what have you been watching lately, bitch? We want to know from you. Maybe you should tell us what you've been watching, you little bitch, on Twitter. So tell us, or listeners. on Facebook. Bitches. Yeah, but they're used to it. Yeah, that's know, true. For me, it's fine. Uh, okay, so we'll take a break, and we'll come back with our first feature review of Thinner. Thinner. Give me 
Did you weigh yourself? 297. Billy, you were 297 last week. It takes some time for these diets to work. For Billy Halleck, life is sweet. Maybe I gotta rub the Buddha! Bigger is better. I hate it when you do that. No, you love it. And too much is never enough. Winning! Winning! You've gotta stop eating like that. I can't help it, Heidi. All I think about is food. But tonight, all of that will change. You kill my daughter, and I curse you. Finner. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for Horror in Media. Today, we are going to be talking about some films that center around negative body image. It's true. So uh, the first one that we are going to be talking about is the 1996 uh, thriller horror, I guess. I don't don't know. (laughs) We'll we'll talk more. Uh, Thinner. Thinner. uh, Maddie, why don't you give us a brief synopsis of Thinner and some notable cast? Sure. Thinner is from 1996 written by Stephen King and Michael McDowell on the screenplay, directed by Tom Holland. The plot, after accidentally running down an old woman due to not paying attention on the road because he was getting a blowjob, a lawyer finds himself growing thinner when a gypsy man places a revenge curse on him. Now he must call upon his friends in organized crime to help him persuade the gypsy to lift the curse. Time is running out for the desperate lawyer as he draws closer to his own death and grows ever Thinner. Thinner. This film. Um, okay, so some notable people in it. Let me just look at my list here. Um, let's see here. Robert John Burke uh, plays Billy Halleck. Uh, Joe Montaigne plays Richie Canelli. And boy, is he Italian. Um, let's see here. Lucinda Jenny plays Heidi Halleck. Bethany Joy Lenz plays Linda uh, Halleck as Joy Lenz. Um, Time Winters plays the prosecutor. Howard Erskine plays Judge Phillips. And there are some other people who were typecast as gypsies because they were just a <laughs> little bit brown and probably wow. could do um, some, some Roma accents. Um, this film, uh, I've seen it a, a few times, I think. Um, in the course of your life? Yeah. And like, you know, this, this last watching a few days ago was my third time. And it, it's been quite a while, so I forgot really how how terrible it was. Um, <laughs> it's, oh, don't it's, show your hands so yeah, early. You know, it's. I'm sorry, but it's just it's not a great film, right? I mean, there, there's a number of problems with it. And look, I love Stephen King, but there are a number of his stories that just are strange. Well, no, and it's, it's this is one of them, and the direction is the interp- direction is not good. Well, interpretation of a lot of his a lot of his yeah. books that were interpreted in the 90s. That's the problem. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. And you know, the, the, let's just start right right from the beginning, right? So. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't start with this lawyer hitting the woman. It starts with just the lawyer. Mm-hmm. And it starts with the lawyer coming down, like, you know, for breakfast or whatever. He's getting ready. And he, like, walks by the fucking bathroom. And he sees a scale. And he goes on. And he's like, oh, this, oh that's terrible. Um, 230 and, pounds. Yeah. And, or no, wait, no 300, 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, he goes on. And his wife is keeping track of it because clearly he's on a diet and blah, 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 blah. And you look at this man. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It's 96. There's a lot of stuff you have to do. So, like were things as good as they are now in terms of like how movies were made? No, of course not. But you know, it's the same actor playing a guy who goes from being very heavy to being very skinny. So the, the fat suit that they, for lack of a better phrase that they use on him, um, is just not very good. Well, and I will say the makeup all around is not very good. It's, it's, it's like, it's like somebody didn't know how to do it. So they're like, how about we just put a ton of concealer on everybody? Yeah. Like skinny or fat, just give everyone 
like bronze concealer in like the middle of Maine because yeah. that will make sense for everybody. It's like it's it's in, it's ridiculous how how it works. Yeah, especially the old man. Oh um, oh god! And even he has a, a it, it's not confirmed whether it's can skin cancer or not, but Something like he like has that. A, a spot on his face on, on, by his nose that keeps changing throughout the movie, which is very <laughs> distracting. It's very very weird. Um, some of the things that uh, one one thing we should note is that this is directed by Tom Holland, um, yeah. who is of Child's Play fame of fright night fame psycho so, 2 i mean there's a, lot, there's a lot of good stuff in there um this maybe not on his best of yeah. record no definitely not um and, and on top of the fact that it's just sort of like a problematic movie like full of um full of full of um uh, uh what's the word when when somebody is like a, a joke of themselves you oh. call them a oh well, i can't think i know what you're word. talking about I, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's like it's, it's a lot of cartoons yeah you know, it's 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 the fat lawyer. It's the it's the um, it's the corrupt judge. Yeah. It's the um, it's the the gypsy woman and the gypsy man who speak like this all the time, <laughs> um, as though they're like from Spain. Oh my god, that's that actually thank pretty you. good. I, I brought that out of nowhere. Um, it's really bad. And um, some I, I'd say the worst performance of the movie, the 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 biggest Razzie award I'll give is to the wife of the judge. If you can think about this. Oh my god, I actually love her. Oh my god. So when the lawyer and what's the lawyer's name again? Billy. Billy. So yeah. when Billy, you know, after the curse is like placed on him and things are going bad, and he 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 learns that the cop that helped get him, get him off, you know, for hitting this woman and the judge, they both have a curse too. So he goes to the judge's house to look for the judge and he's not there because he's turned into a lizard. He's at the Mayo Clinic. Because he has scales growing. The wife of the judge is so fucking weird. I think like, she's hilarious. But like, who was, was nobody directing? Was nobody like asking her, what the fuck are you doing? She's like laughing during this. I know. And it is, uh, I mean, you, you can like her because it's like funny because it's just so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But also like, what the fuck? Is this it's so bad? So when she screams out into the yard, then tell me what you believe in. Then <laughs> <laughs> screaming to the it's heavens, so bad. And like when he comes in, she's like, "Here's a martini. You're gonna, You're gonna need, need this. this." Like, oh come on, what is this fucking thing? Anyways, back to you. Um, no, with thinner, um, obviously has not aged well. You know, made in '96. That's for sure. Um, it's full of problematic performances Ugh. from both the white people and from the gypsies. How about Joe Montaigne? Yeah. Really talking like an Italian yeah. person the whole time, huh? Come on, you um, goomba. I, the things I did like, I actually think the wife does a good job in this movie. I, I You know what? I'll agree with you. I, I think I, that it, she's like normal. In a film of over-the-top performances, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the daughter and, and the wife are actually pretty good. Yeah, I They're agree. They're not bad. Yeah, I agree. Um, I... I can't, I, I don't know how many times they fucking say this in the movie, but they're like, oh, you finally found a diet you can stick to, huh? <laughs> like, they say it like 14 times. Like, it's ridiculous. How did, how did you feel about Stephen King as the pharmacist? Oh, as as Dr. Bangor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah Dr. Oh, yeah. He's definitely from Maine, everybody, in case you forgot. Yeah. Bangor. Uh, he was fine. This is actually one of the more... Um, I kind of liked it, less, actually. Less obtrusive. Yeah. Because when... I The one the biggest one that's always been so distracting for me is when he plays the priest in... Pet Oh yes, <laughs> it just does not make sense. But, that, not at all. Uh, in this one, I kind of was like, okay, fine. Yeah, it kind of. I kind of like the way that he wore glasses and had to, like look out the window and like yeah. adjust his glasses. Like, did that just happen? And he was he was afraid that the gypsy people she was steal probably from stealing him. something. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Um, I don't know. There's there, this. This is one of those weird movies where you're like, 
is this supposed to be comical or is this supposed yeah. to be scary yeah. or is this like what's the tone here because the first half of the movie is very comical yeah. everyone's fucking eating food like they can't yeah. eat tomorrow right, like it's exactly. ridiculous yeah. like sucking on bones and like all the crazy shit could you not shit. say sucking on bones right now do you mind but he does thank you <laughs> Um, you know, it's it was interesting. You know, I I watched this at home with someone that I'm dating right now, and um, oh no, and well, well, and it was you know it was fun to watch, and we did talk about um, when my uncle uh, who is who is passed, who he put a curse on the family before he left and went to Las Vegas. He was also involved in organized crime. It's a long story, um, but we sort of talked about the nature of curses and everything else. That, that was kind of an interesting discussion, like to have you know as a sidebar when yeah. watching Thinner. Um, I just I wish that this movie did better with I, I think curses are kind of a, an interesting thing to explore. We could do one eventually. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that, would, that would be a great episode for us. Um, I'd actually really like to do one on like voodoo and hoodoo. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that idea. Yes, um, great voodoo exhibit at the Field Museum a few years ago too. Sidebar. Anyways, okay, <laughs> back to us. Um, yeah. Anyways, I had that discussion. It was a good discussion, but cool. that's it. Yeah, there's just certain... here. Eat my blood pie. <laughs> Ew, gross. And how it, like, beats. You want my blood pie? Um, There's just certain things in this movie that, that totally just don't make sense. Like, like what? There, there's just... There's a part where they're talking about the more attractive um, daughter of the... Uh, gypsy caravan and she like lifts up her dress and like shows her like underwear and you're like what is happening or like or like when when they're looking out the window and it's like hey billy go give her a quarter to lift up her skirt i know and i'm like what yeah and also a quarter bitch you owe me 10 bucks it's i think it literally is um I, and I think we're getting a lot better at it these days is people just didn't know how to interpret Stephen King's books because Stephen King's books read differently as that they should be interpreted on screen. Can I just say something? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking now on the IMDb. And this is what we always do, folks. It's not, yeah. it's not fucking rocket science here, right? <laughs> um, we look at the, the ephemeralia that comes along with us. And writer-director Tom Holland spent six years developing this film. Mm-hmm. Um, can... Is it Tom Holland? Are you okay? Like, well, did you see the other fact about him? Is that he actually got really sick on this film set? Oh, I did not see that about him. Yeah, that no. he. Um, let me oh, with a Bell's palsy. Yeah, oh, he was. That's he was, that's tough. He was stricken by Bell's palsy. That's tough. I, I have some friends who have that actually. That is a tough. And thing. they wouldn't let him leave the film, like the <gasps> filming. So he actually got really sick. Oh my god, that's awful. Um, but yeah, it took him uh, more than a year and a half to get better. Well, I, I just six years developing the film was a lot. Um, yeah. Also, too, do you know what the the novel ending was? Yes. Or is, have you read it before? Yeah, I actually have read this one. Um, How and does it, it end? It, it ends with it ends with him discovering his daughter, and she's already dead. And she's already dead. So did she eat it, and the wife didn't? No, they both did. Okay. But that's like the thing about the book is like he's going to get rid of his wife, but the consequence is, is that his daughter also. Which, did. by the way, you see coming from 18 miles away. Well, and the thing is that the Tom Holland was actually didn't like this ending. Hmm. The, there actually is filmed footage of the daughter dead. Wow. Of like of like wow. him finding her. I could like see that, that was yeah. the original ending. He wanted it to be this downtrodden yeah. ending instead of this like does she die? Yeah, sure. Type of thing. Um the, the other thing too about the film is I really hate the way that Billy like treats his wife. He's such an asshole. He's such a dick. Like I mean and, I know you're going through a curse and all, but you're an asshole. Well, and he also like you're willing to kill your wife on the assumption that she's having an affair. Because we never actually know it. No, 
It's we all in his head. We never find out. It's all in his head. I mean, and like the doctor does come by, and he doctor the doctor makes house calls quite often, um, but the, we never learn. We we are never affirmed. And he's and he never um, just like asks her. Never. Never. No. Instead, he just assumes the whole time, and, and then kills her. And with then a kills blood her, <laughs> and like. You know, not only does he kill her, but like the gypsy told him it was it's gonna be a really bad death. Yeah. Um and you know, just die, die clean man from town. Die clean white man from white town. White man from town. Um it's a lot. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about no, this? No, I yeah, I think that there so I think that this book would maybe be better interpreted today as a movie. Um, because it is a, a, a very dark tale. It's a very it like, should be dark movie. Yeah. This is a weird 90s comical way of showing it. The 90s uh, were weird. And and it, and it gets more serious towards the end. But by that time, you're like, wait a minute. I've been watching this like comedy movie for the last hour where he's saying yeah. things like uh, where he's like on the um, golf course. And he's like, kiss it right here, sweetheart. And then <laughs> bending over and showing his butt. Yeah. It's, like, just, it's just, it's so bad. It's just strange. But this could be a legitimate good remake. Well, it, as I think a lot of the stuff that we talk about could. Well, and you know what I, you know what I realized is that there was a lot of similarities between this and Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Big time. There was like the caravan of like, sure. and they're not gypsies in Dr. Sleep, but like the caravan kind of people. Of gypsies. Like there's just like a certain things that you're like, Oh, Stephen King, like you, you, like he has to recycle same, some stuff. He has the same like like you know little pieces that he can put into a lot of different plots. Yeah, and which I think, makes sense. I think it's a good, it's a decent enough story. Like I, mean, I like yeah, the idea look, of like, hey, this curse where you get thinner. You're like, ooh, that sounds like a wonderful thing sure. until you get like real thin. I mean, yeah, the, like the the very base of it is you know imagine you know if, if imagine getting the thing that you think you really want and then realizing that it's not what you want at all yeah you know what if you did just get thinner and thinner and think about how many times we, we tell ourselves i want to be thin yeah. all the time mm-hmm. what if one day the universe has answered you and yeah. you started getting thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner yeah it's true well you'd be dead um all the the, the gypsies are whatever like everyone in this movie is kind of whatever billy is so over the top and ridiculous <sighs> joe montagna is over the top but like i mean bless him like that's what joe montagna does yeah so I like like him so. i mean yeah i, I get it you know like, like, like that's like when that fucking box arrives from like fedex and it's an ak-47 yeah. and i'm like oh my god where are we what is happening uh it's a very quintessential like take see place. this it's battery acid bitch <laughs> and then like he puts the acid in a jar on her head. Yeah. And I just, it's its so. Good luck. It's a lot. Oh, and they murder her poor hot husband. Well, <laughs> someone had to die. Someone had to fucking die. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, thinners. Uh, it's it it is what it is. I've seen it a couple times now. I think that uh, there's a couple of really actually really funny parts where the he calls the judge's wife and she's basically like, "Well, he's always wanted to be cremated." Oh, I know. Yes, that's right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> he drove his car into a t- gas tanker last night. It's kind of poetic, really. He did always want to be cremated. Click. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Like another part of her being absolutely fucking loony off the wall. Loony. Oh, but I love her for it. Oh, gosh. All You're right. Here, you'll need this. Actually, now I kind of want a martini when I think Ooh, about it. Let's yeah. get martinis after this. Okay. All right, we'll do that. Okay. Um, so out of seven stripes, because we judge everything here on a seven scale, what do you give? I don't fucking know. Two and a half. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm like two and a half. Yeah, I, th- I, I, it's two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's below average. Re- remake it. Maybe I'll think about giving you a four. I actually don't want them to remake this. It's just kind of a stupid story. I, I just, I just, I always like to think about how like something that could be remade could be just so much better. Yeah. Possibly, you know what I mean. So, like, I guess I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Anyways, all right. So I think that will wrap us up, and we will take a quick break. You'll hear some stuff, and then we'll come back with "Drag Me to Hell." Will you help me, please? Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I humble myself before you. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Security! You shame. Soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. He's the Lamia, the most feared of all demons. For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? burn in hell for eternity get ready to get dragged because we're going to talk about drag me to hell and andrew's going to talk about it come on andrew tell us about drag me to hell oh my god you're so loud go for it come on tell us our drag me to hell directed and written by sam raimi with the help of ivan raimi uh boy is it raimi this is very raimi um this the plot is christine brown is a loan officer at a bank but is worried about her lot in life and hopes to change how the world perceives her she relocates to la where she competes with a a competent colleague for an assistant manager position and faces confidence issues about her status with her boyfriend. Worried that her boss will think less of her, she shows weakness. She refuses... Sorry. Worried about her boss will think less worried of her. Worried that her boss, I see. <laughs> worried that her boss will think less of her. If she shows weakness, she refuses a time extension on a loan to an old woman, Mrs. Ganush, um, who now faces foreclosure and the loss of her house. In retaliation, the old woman places a curse on her, which she subsequently learns will result in her being taken to hell in a few days' time. With the help of a psychic, she, ref- she tries to rid herself of the demon, but faces several hurdles along the way. Can she break the curse and dime to save herself or will she indeed be dragged to hell dun, dun, dun. this stars allison loman as christine brown justin long as clay dalton lorna raver as mrs ganush and dalip rayo as ram jaws amongst others yeah there's a lot of other people yeah there's a lot of people in this um movie, the but. only problem that i have with that description is that they call him a competent colleague he is definitely not a competent colleague well i mean he does a good job of uh throwing her under the bus yeah, i mean yeah, yeah he, <laughs> she she he does have that for sure that is without a doubt so shout out, shout out to my uh, my Croatian sister Bojana Novakovic, who plays Elenka Ganesh. Wait, is that true? 
Yes, with a name like Novakovic, <laughs> baby, you're from either Croatia or Serbia, one of oh, the two. Okay. Well, um, Maddie, is this your first time with Drag Me to Hell? No, this is my yeah. second time. Um, but it had been it, it's been a long time. I probably haven't seen it since 2009. Yeah. Um, which is the same with a lot of the films that we watch. But you, you know what I mean. Like, and I will preface um, my review of this is that I did watch the unrated cut. So, yeah, I had a choice between the rated or the unrated, and honestly, I just chose the rated. Okay. Just because, like. I don't think there's a ton of differences. I think there's just like more glip and glop and gore yeah, sure, and right. gross stuff. Yeah. So and let's start talking there. Um because this is very Raimi. Um very well, can I tell you a little reason why I think that it, it echoes so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. much yeah. in like Evil sure. Dead lore yeah. is because he actually wrote this right after Evil Dead 2. Oh really? But they just sat on yeah. it for a number of years. It was a lot of years. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it was just very interesting because okay. there's a lot of parts where she is being um tormented by the demon. The swallow your soul. That are very like Evil Dead. Yeah, sure. Like that makes very sense. Evil Dead. Yeah. Like where the pots and pans and like the yeah. quick cuts and like the zooms and like all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know, but... there, there's a lot of, there's, there's parts of it that I like. There are parts of it that I don't like. Okay. Um, you know, like one of the parts that I don't like, for example, is, you know, early on when you meet Mrs. Ganesh in the bank. Um, and when she's like taking out her dentures and shit like that, yeah. like honestly, there's, <laughs> it's very over the top. It's, it's, it's exactly, it's, it's over the top on like grossness. And, like, I wish that that had... I, I would have been more surprised, I guess, if he hadn't already made Mrs. Ganesh gross. Yeah. Like, what if she had been, like, a little bit more normal and then placed the curse? I think that would have been more of an interesting take Oh, that's interesting, it. I think. Um, but, you know, there are other parts of it that I do like. I think, you know, a lot of the creature stuff is pretty good. I, I like her being kind of haunted by this demon. I love the goat. Uh, the, the, oh, my God, the goat is ridiculous. Um, and also, like, the beginning part with the kid... Like when they That's show terrifying. like how this demon has, you know, not just it's been around for a long time. Um, I think that that was a really great sequence. The whole thing. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, uh, Justin Long is Justin Long as always. Um, well, it's funny in this movie, they, they do one quick homage, which if you were not um, of a certain age, I, I think I'm saying that a lot this episode, right. but of a certain age, but you, they show when she is trying to call him on her razor phone. I know. And I know. He, he has an iPhone. But at that time, this is kind of a little homage because that was back when he was the Apple guy. Oh God, I forgot about that. Remember? He yeah, was the Apple totally, yes. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So wow. I thought that was a little bit of a fun little yeah, his his uh, his iPhone was on its little stand yeah, and getting charged. It was it was funny. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I would agree with you. There's some definitely. Uh, you have to settle into this movie. I yeah, think, I agree. Um, because it's definitely got an over the topness that you just kind of have to understand that comes with like a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Um, but once you kind of settle into it, I kind of love this movie. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, I like more of it than I don't like. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said earlier, I, I like things about curses. I, I do think it's interesting that we chose these films because of our theme, of course. And we, mm-hmm. should, we should talk about that with this. I do. Uh, yeah. But then also, both of these films deal with curses at the same time. Yeah. We accidentally picked two movies. We didn't mean to do that. Curses from old so people but you you came to me saying that this does have some stuff to do with body dysmorphia yeah you, of you, want, you want to talk about that yeah. specifically yeah yeah so i i think a lot of people are going to look at this episode and be like what the fuck drag me to hell how yeah does that, sure how does that deal with body dysmorphia or uh eating disorders but if you watch it from that lens and you think of uh, mrs ganesh as kind of um her eating disorder yeah as sure the, like the uh, po- the 
she has the eating disorder. Sure. Think about, think about that and then watch the movie. Because there are certain parts where... Um, like the right pork at, queen? Well, right at the very beginning when she's walking to work, or she's driving to work, she's trying to change her um, intonation, like yeah. her accent, because she's from the South. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Um, and then um, also she walks by a bakery and looks at all the sweet goods and she's like, no, no, don't do walks it. Walks on by. Um, when she goes to lunch, she is the literally the only person that does not eat. Yep. She gets food for her boyfriend. She gets food for her boss. And she gets food for her colleague. But in, she only drinks coffee. In fact, we don't see her eat at all in this movie, do we? Um, we see she her, doesn't take a bite. We see her later binging on ice cream. But oh, that's uh, th- th- yes. But at, at you, the table with him. But if, if you are familiar with the uh, bulimia culture, right. is that ice cream is very much seen as like an easy to regurgitate food. Interesting. And I'm I'm only saying that because I'm very familiar with that hmm. uh, environment, and I I know yeah, a lot sure. about like bulimia and all that <sighs> stuff because there there and we didn't talk about this in our horror in real life, but. Um, there are websites out there that will teach you how to be anorexic and how to be believed. Uh, they should be taken down. Yeah. Um, but you'll notice that there are certain, there's just very, a lot of, there's a lot of purging in this movie. Anytime that Mrs. Ganesh is on top of her, she's either throwing up on her. Oh or God, that's like, right. Yeah. Um, bile is spilling out of her at well, the and funeral. There is that photo of her as the port queen too. Mm-hmm. And she, she's a little bit, you know, well, larger. And she, when she goes to uh, see Mrs. Ganesh and she's uh, forced with her niece, she's like, oh, you used to be a real fat girl, didn't you? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and then also there's a portion where um, Mrs. Ganesh's ghost, I guess, ghost, demon, sure. whatever, attacks her in the garage and she forces her fist down her throat. Oh, which is just the worst. There's oh, just, my God. There's a lot of moments, even when she gives, mm. you know, quote unquote, gives back the button, she forces yeah. it down Mrs. Ganesh's throat. Yeah. There's just a lot of very interesting and i don't know if this is what sam raimi meant to do but it's just a lot of in you know when she swallows the fly and the fly is kind of her gurgling stomach because she hasn't eaten anything right right. there's just a lot that happens when she when she delivers the harvest Mm. cake to her boyfriend's family at dinner and she goes to take a bite and it turns into mrs ganesh's eyeball like i'm watching you don't eat this food yeah sure so like I know that it's not overtly about this, but when you start to look at it from that a lens, critical analysis will 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 bear that out though. Yeah, it it just does. Look at it next That's time. Really next time you watch it, think about it from huh. oh, does Christine just have a an eating disorder? <laughs> like, huh. So I mean, what is, what does that tell you? I mean, what insights does that give you about about eating disorders? I mean, I think it's just like a critical analysis of looking at the film. Like, what is yeah. the film actually about? And I think it's about her trying to better, like, quote unquote, better herself yeah. because she's not good enough and, from and, it, and it doesn't from. work does and it, it doesn't work yeah um but it ends in, it ends in disaster and i think i i don't know i think that there are some really cool aspects to this movie i think anything to do with like the demon and like how it like throws her around yeah. and like gets in their house and like all the shadow work and like all that stuff is really huh. well done i think some of the effects have aged not so great yeah but whatever um, like that, when mrs. That, that happens with everything when mrs ganesh is uh when she gets her head smashed and the eyeballs fly out so into her mouth i mean so, some of it is just is just ridiculous well it's just sam raimi i guess it's interesting to think about her buying that new coat at the end as sort of like a symbol of 
you know, a new life, a new way forward. And but did then... you notice when she walks into the train station, there is a woman there with samples of Mrs. Fields cookies and she goes, Oh, would you like one? And she goes, no, thank you. Really? So, so she's not really over it then. Right. It's, and, and so like, so she, she tries to take the button and, and give it, give it back and, and do the whole thing. And she thinks she's got it all taken care of. Um, but she never really solved the real problem, right. which is really just loving herself, exactly. which she can't, which she's just not capable of. And so she keeps trying to love, you know, things that aren't right for her. And, you know, the, the only thing about it is that, like, honestly, like, I can't think of Justin Long's character as being bad. He's not like, bad. That, he's actually really good. He's actually, like, really his, sweet. His, and, his like, parents are fucked up. Yeah. Um, but, but he himself is just fine, really. Yeah, I mean... He's actually like at peak Justin Long in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know Justin Long has always been such such a little cutie. Like he's just he's just he's just always been like you know just just handsome Justin Long, yeah. just you know bopping around in the world, being <laughs> in movies. Like that's what he does. Um, we there's a lot of stuff in this that comes from like lore. So the Lamia is actually from Greek mythology. Yeah, right. Like uh, so there is some stuff that's like rooted in like reality. Sure. Um I did like that um when we do see a kind of the glimpses of the demon, um it kind of reminded me of have you you've seen the paranormal activity movies, yes, right? Yeah. It reminds me of what that demon would look like if yeah, you ever sure, saw it. Sure. Because we don't ever see it in the I mean, and it was kind of terrifying, you know, as this as this thing haunting her. Yeah. It, um you know, it does things that are crazy. This is a grim tale. It is. And the things that she thinks she has to do, like killing the cat, like oh, the I mean, you know, that's a lot. Like imagine like truly imagine taking a knife and killing a cat. Like that would be awful yeah like can you imagine doing that and then during the seance where he throws the cat back up oh my god it's <laughs> it's fuck it's fucked up i mean it's it, it really is you know the over the top parts i'm not a huge fan of but, i get it but the um the the scarier parts the parts about the lore especially i find really compelling and um the seance was was pretty good and the way that like she goes to that first psychic like, just like talk about things like i kind of like stuff like that where there's like yeah. where, there's a, where there's a character who's like the tome of knowledge yeah i sort of like the way that that character will usually like go deep into the lore yeah look at this book that i found here's the lami i i already found it it's right I here i do think it's funny that um, there there is the part where the psychic is basically like Okay, well, I have someone that will help you. And she's been waiting to face this demon her entire life. But we still have to pay $10,000. $10,000. Like, oh, my God. It's a lot of money. But, yeah, um, I echo your statements around. Um, I think the beginning is really well done. Yeah. And actually, like, um, for this movie coming out in the mid-2000s to uh, blatantly kill a child by dragging it to hell is oh, pretty yeah. confident. I mean, we were we were pretty depressed in 09. Yeah. The, the the recession was going strong then, um, so everyone was like, everyone, no one was in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> then if, if it was it was a pretty grim time in America, as I remember. Um, yeah, but if it, it, I, uh, this is a great movie. In my personal opinion, I think it's a great return to form from Sam Raimi. Agreed. Um, and getting him back to what he knows how to do. Yeah. Uh, and in his style, because this like reeks of his style. Oh, like, but it's it's Raimi all over the place. And and if you know a lot of Sam Raimi's films, he actually like I don't I don't know how to say this in the right way, but he kind of hates his main characters. Like he wants his sure. main characters to suffer, <laughs> and and she does. And I and that's the one thing that um I think that the first time through with this movie i just felt so bad for christine yeah like it just felt bad i was like god she's just trying to do the right thing and that, like that co-worker to... at the bank oh my god oh he's awful i hate him so fucking much Stew. he's just so awful i so wanted her to give the button to him but that's fine i still don't know why she didn't because she feels bad because she's a good person yeah but like 
someone has to have it. I know. Give it to that motherfucker. He sucks. I just, I, there is that moment and this is feeds into that kind of like, um, eating disorder where she's binging the, the ice cream yeah. at the cafe. And she basically says like, give me another, like a, like a, like an alcoholic would say right, to like, a, totally. but it's like another ice cream sundae. And the waitress looks at her and she goes, seriously? <laughs> she's like, yes, please. <laughs> Actually, thank you. I, I kind of like the waitress too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did too. <laughs> Um, I think that um, everyone in this movie does their job right. I think that um, I love the car standoff scene. Yeah, it was great. I think that there's a great moment um, where she is kind of following this like flowing handkerchief and it kind of goes around her car and she's slowly turning. And then all of a sudden, like, and it's not even a jump scare. It's not a jump scare because they do it so slowly. Yeah, right. Like Mrs. Ganesh is just in the back seat, And I think that that's that's super That was well done. Yeah, it's super effective. I think that whole fight scene is hilarious. Oh my god! Where she loses her teeth and then it's just like gumming her. It's, uh, it's, it's, and that is another part that was just so gross. It was so gross. Can you imagine though, like what that direction is like? Okay, um, excuse me, Allison Loman. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I would really like you to sit down and now, um, yes, Miss Ganesh, can you just gum her? Yeah, gummer. <laughs> Gummer, 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 gummer like over. you love her. Gummer like you love her. Come on. Um, but yeah, I. I think that if you took some of those audacious parts out, maybe it would be yeah. a little bit more of a scarier movie. Sure, um, but I think this is kind of just like is what it is. You it, know, it is what it is, and th- and that's and that's a, that's a in this case that that's a good thing. I think, and we should talk about the ending. Yeah, sure. Because the ending is not kind of what you would expect, maybe from a movie like this, where you're setting up your main character to have like a heroic ending. Yeah. Because you know, she goes and digs up the grave, and she gives that prophetic like i formally give you this button back and she here it is shoves it down her throat and kicks her <laughs> mouth shut unfortunately for her it's not it the was button. the wrong button as a quarter, um, quarter and uh the button actually is with justin long yeah so that sucks i do like that reveal though like it's yeah i I can tell you the first time that i watched this i did not see that coming but it's just sad though i know like, why does he have to die no, he doesn't die. But doesn't he like have to die kind of with that thing? No, because he gives it back to her. Oh, that's right. Because he was like, yes, oh, duh. of course. I'm, I'm so sad that you got rid of that jacket because here's the button yeah. that goes with it. Well, she needs to die. And then she gets dragged to hell in, in honestly like spectacular fashion. Yeah. Like the, the effects that they utilize there, I think, are really good. I mean, when the kid goes down to hell in that first scene, when the, the floor cracks open, that's pretty good too yeah no there's like, some great stuff in here i mean and like you said earlier it was genuinely kind of disturbing mm-hmm. i mean it's a little boy like there's no way around it it's not like a teen and like, like this is like a kid all he did was steal a fucking necklace like also can we just talk about gypsies and they're like <laughs> like what the fuck like can you like take a fucking breath can you not because <laughs> you are a little much it's a lot it's just a necklace. It's not even nice. Yeah. So like he gave it back to you. Like give the kid a fuck. He's a fucking kid. Give him. He's always going to go to hell now for this. Right. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Jesus. Damn to eternal. Damn. Oh yeah. And it, so how are we just realizing this? Both of the films have gypsies too. Yeah, I know. Wow. I don't know what happened. How are these films so alike? I don't know. How? Oh my God! Gypsies, curses, and uh, body issue problems. And well, down, you heard it here on Friday the Thirteenth Horror Podcast. Downtrodden endings. Jesus, God Almighty! God but God. yes, at the end, tragically, she does get indeed dragged to hell. Well, that leaves Justin Long for us. All the better. Yeah, I mean, there's that's a positive, fine. right? Yeah, that's a positive right there. Yeah, it's this one's hard for me because I just feel so bad for her. Yeah, like, I, mean, I really it sucks. do. I mean, like, she didn't. 
the poor girl, she didn't really do much. Like, I mean, the other thing too is this, like, trust me, I, I understand the issue of housing and how, how inequitable it is. But like the, if you listen to the argument that she gives her, like, yeah, you could go stay with your niece or whatever she said, whoever that the girl is. Like, is it her niece? Daughter? Daughter? Something I think like daughter, that, whatever. Yeah. Like, that is not an irrational thing. Right. Like, you are a very old woman. You probably don't need that house. Assisted living? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's not so far off the path here to suggest that, yeah, maybe if you can't pay this anymore, like, it's okay. Why don't you just go live with your daughter for a while? Like, come on. And it's it's her third extension. Yes. It's not like they haven't given them the chance. I mean, I get it. But t- times are tough, dude. But Jesus. Like, Does that deserve on. to go to oh, hell? I did just think about that, though. What? The, the recession in 09, people losing their houses. Oh, yeah. That's something interesting to think about. Hmm. Well, that oh. sucks. <laughs> but regardless, <laughs> I'm just... I'm, <laughs> oh, that's... You know what I mean, though. I'm just saying, like... It was not so outrageous for her to suggest that. So, I know. Like, the woman maybe went That's a little bit I overboard. I just feel a little... And, and, I uh, beg you, you shamed me. Like, you, actually, girl, just pay your bills, honey. I kind of do love that. Pay, pay, though, pay your damn like, rent. You shame me. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, it's, it's like when you're watching Rent, the musical. All you, all <laughs> okay, you, so you just went from gypsy old woman to Rent. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, all, all you want to scream, like, like the one comedian used to say, well, the one writer used to say on This American Life, like, can't these people just pay their fucking rent? I know. Like, how about you just actually pay your rent? Well, with Rent, I think that as a young person, I'm more sided with the people that were singing the musical, but in the later years of my life, I'm like, I kind of just side with, with the you, guy that just wants the rent. Yeah, you're with Benny. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he's, he's with Tay Diggs. Yeah, um, I wish I was with Tay Diggs, but whatever. Do you know what his real name is? Who? Uh, Tay Diggs. Oh, no, he has. A, that's a stage name. Oh yeah, his name is Scott Barry. Oh. Do you want to know why I know this? It's so white. Do, do you want to know why I know this? <laughs> what? Because his mother was my acting teacher oh. in college once, Marsha. Um, wow. Marsha Barry was something else. <laughs> She's she is something else. I'll tell you that. She's got some good genes though. I'll Great woman that. for sure, but wow, she is something else. All right. So why don't you judge or how about I go first with this sure, one? Yeah. Out of seven stripes with drag me to hell, I will give it a five point five. Yeah, I think I'm just below you at a five. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. I think those those make total sense for us. Yeah, I I, I think it's a great movie. I think that's once you accept its over the topness, I think you can really just kind of glide right through it. I agree with you. So that's the last time I'll say glide. Very good. Mm, I love I love glide. <laughs> All right, so we will take our final break and come back with slice left, slice right. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's time to close out the show. And as we always close out the show, we're going to play a little game. A little game. And the game is called Slice Left and Slice Right. And if you've ever been on Tinder before, it's like swiping left and swiping right. It's basically just a way for us to say how hot people are or not. Why so, did I do that voice? I don't know. But that's what I, I do voices sometimes. Anyway, let's, let's, let's play the game. You're going to go first. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So I want you to slice left or slice right on Robert John Burke as Billy Halleck in Thinner. So in Thinner, at this time, I'm definitely going to slice left on him. That gotcha. has nothing to do with his body. I just think that he's really weird looking. He's, I completely agree with you. And I'm, um, I'm also slicing left. But I will tell you, I've looked at pictures of him as he's gotten older. Yeah. He's actually a lot better. You do like you a daddy, too. Well, he's, he, he grew into his looks. 
Mm, you like you a nice silver daddy. <laughs> but anyway, that's besides the point. Okay, next one is uh, Reggie Lee, who plays Stu, the competent co-worker. Slicing left for sure. I, I literally cannot stand him. Like, I cannot stand him. Yeah, it, it's tr- it's hard for me because he plays such an endearing character on a show that I watched called Grimm. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you watched Grimm. Or- I know about it, but I, I haven't been a watcher. He played, like, a really good character on that, so it's hard yeah. for me to look at him with the lens of, like, this asshole. But, Just like, like, when, when, he's, when he's like, oh, yeah, get me a sandwich, too. Like, I hated him immediately. Oh, you you uh, you didn't say it. I already forgot that <sighs> I didn't want mayo on There's it. mayonnaise on here. <laughs> Uh, I gotta hated him. Um, um, how about? No, I will definitely slice left as well. Uh, oh, he's sorry, just, I thought you were just slicing. No, no, no I didn't fine. mean to interrupt your slicing. No, it's totally fine. Um, he's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, he's gross. Uh, how about Joe Montana as Richie Ganelli in Thinner? I'll, I'll slice right. I mean, <laughs> I, so okay. If, if listen, I've always kind of had a little bit of a thing for, for Joe him. Montana. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> Especially when he was younger. Oh, my I don't know. God. Even with that goatee he's got. Yeah. Wow. Hasn't he always had that goatee? Yeah. And the, I think that's part of, for me, where I like, I mean, like, I, can I just like slice, slice like down, like it's in the middle kind of? You, you can't slice up because on, on Tinder or on, you know, even like on evil Tinder. Please educate it, me. That's like super liking if you, if you, if you swipe oh, up. Oh, okay. Um, so you got to be careful because you only have one super like a day. And sometimes, oh. sometimes you waste it on accident. Um, but yeah, John Montana, like I can't do either way. Like, I'm not, I don't like goatees. I'm not into it. It's fine. Like really thick goatees like he has. I, I don't, I, listen, I, I have no reasoning for this. I get it. The, no. slicing hey, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> you, you can't always explain it. And when he, <laughs> just in this movie, he's just, I don't know. It's like, he's always like surrounded by like the beautiful women. And, like, hey, <laughs> yeah. I'm Richie Ganelli. I got an AK-47 here from FedEx. I'm drawn to power. What can I say? Yeah. It's better be acid, bitch. <laughs> and the last one is Justin Long, aka Clay Dalton. Oh yeah, from um, slicing Hill. right, right away. Like I mean, come on, it's, it's he's sweet, Justin Long. He's so cute. He's always been cute. I know. He's a cutie. I agree. I'd slice right. He's at one point in my life, he was probably top ten. Really? Yeah, I think I've. Who else of... was up there? Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah, you're um, probably right. Yeah. Who else? People from um, the Pie American Pie. Oh Probably. yeah, Chris Klein. Chris Klein yeah. for sure. I, I mean, I think you know we're kids of the '90s. Every kid of the '90s had the same list, like based on your category. Yeah. So if you were gay, you liked these ten people. If yep. you were straight woman, you liked these ten people. If you were a straight guy, you liked these people. So mm-hmm. like that's just how it was. Yeah, that's just what it is, and it's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm not mad about it. But yeah, Justin Long, um, he's good. I like him. Yeah, I like his big floppy hair. I love floppy hair. <laughs> I do. I know. It's nice. I love it. I'd like to put my fingers through it. <laughs> okay. Before we go any further with that, <laughs> uh, let's do a couple call outs. Sure. Obviously, we want to remember that we do have a Patreon. If you yes. have the financial means to do so, it's as little as a dollar. Seriously. Um, and it really helps us out in um, not only growing the show, but doing new things. Yes. So if you can do it, come on over. And we have some wonderful patrons that you can join on Patreon. We've already, I think we've got like 10 or 11 people now. Yeah. Um, great folks. Some people have even increased their patronage of us, yep. which is awesome. And thank you to all of you for being with us. We hope that we are continuing to deliver more of what you're looking for. Yeah, and you'll get shout outs on the show. You get koozies. Yeah. You get to pick our What You've Been Watching, bitches. It's fun. So, yeah, come on over. It'll um, be fun. Next thing, too, as always, mentioning our, um, our network that we're a part of, which is Legion Podcast. 
um, led by the fearless Bo Ransdell. Still wonderful shows on Legion. If you haven't listened to other Legion podcasts, you should. You can subscribe to Legion podcasts on all uh, podcast platforms. Or you, you can, can just get go all to, of them. <laughs> exactly, and just get, get them all. Um, or you can just also go to uh, legionpodcast.com. Yeah. And then um, we're ending, we're nearing the end of January, which is going to end yep. our listener survey. So, Maddie, why don't you tell the listeners what yeah, they can sure. do? So, uh, go to bit.ly slash fry gay survey. So, you know how to do bit.ly, bit.ly slash fry gay survey. Um, super easy to get to, super easy to do. Uh, it's a really great survey platform that will you'll go through in a GIF. I promise it'll take you less than two minutes. Um, and we really want to hear from you about a lot of stuff. It's important for us to get this data to understand how to be better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if you take the survey, we are choosing three random people, and each of you will get a $20 gift certificate to Creepy Company. And Creepy Company is awesome. You can visit them online, creepycompany.com. Look for them, Creepy Co. on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook and on everything else. Um, they've got awesome shirts. They've got awesome pins. They've got awesome rugs. They've got awesome blankets. It's all horror they themed. Got rugs. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Like the the shirt that I have is a uh, Halloween nineteen seventy eight button up shirt, mm-hmm. which is like my favorite shirt in the world now. <laughs> I absolutely adore it, and you will love all of their stuff too. So check it out and um, do the survey. It takes you no time, and then you could win one of those gift certificates. Well, and right now, I think you're like one in 60. So like, you're, yeah, you're your chances are actually pretty, pretty good. fucking good. Yeah, so. so do it. Um, I feel like we're like NPR now. <laughs> I know. Right. Totally. Thank you for coming to our pledge drive. Um, but anyway, we always want to thank our listeners yeah. and thank our sponsors and thank everybody that just kind of comes out and listens to yeah, us. Yeah, so. We hope 2020 is going well for you so far. I hope it continues to be an amazing year. You deserve it. So as always, we invite you to get, get slayed. slayed.